0: Much for joining Come On In the Room podcast with Olivia Hennett. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage. The purpose of this podcast is to deal with matters of the heart. And today we have a subject that we know that would be of great value to you as we have in the time that we're living in. Today I have with me Charles Holloway, who's going to be in the studio with me, and his topic today will be givers and takers, lovers and haters. We know that we live in a world where there's takers and there's haters. And Charles today, better known as Trey, is going to be sharing with us.
1: Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone. Um, last week, God showed me something pertaining to Cain and Abel, and um, even God's love for Cain, which was kind of shocking, you know. But God is, you know, He showed He showed me His love for Cain. And the amazing thing about it is, it may not feel like love, but when God corrects us, that's his love. And even the word says, the word says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 through 12, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be wary of his correction, for whom the Lord loveth he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. And so in the book of Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 through 7, we see the interaction between Cain and God and, um, his actions against his brother. Um, right here. Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 through 7. Starting with verse 3. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought up the fruit of the ground unto an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought up the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. And his countenance fell, his face fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, send life at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And then, as we see God's love for Cain, God's correcting Cain, you know, hopefully hoping that he get it right the next time, or basically showing him how to get it right the next time and to not be angry but to actually hold himself accountable for what he done. Mm -hmm. And that's the amazing thing. And I notice a lot of us go through this where God's correction sometimes doesn't feel pleasant, but it's necessary, it's needed for us to become better or to do better, to be better children of him. And um, as I continue in Genesis chapter 4, I'm going to verse 8, and it says, And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him Cain and um you know Cain has a bad rep reputation for being the one that's that basically was rough you know with God's correction but God proved that he loved Cain through him correcting Cain but Cain being in his feelings disobeyed God and murdered his brother and um one thing I learned throughout that is that we can never put our trust in emotions or feelings because they can steer us down a wrong path that we'll eventually regret. And we'll want to get out of it maybe, but it may end up being too late. And then you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. And um, that's just something that God has showed me through experience and through this scripture. Um, that you can never trust your feelings your feelings is not the way to go because feelings are a part of flesh you're supposed to be led by the spirit producing good fruit and not led by the flesh producing works of flesh amen so that's a blessing that I've I've got out of that Um, and just Cain hating his brother and how Jesus teaches us in Matthew that if you hate your brother then that's a sin that you're in danger of hellfire and then how John backs that in the book of First John saying if you hate your brother you're a murderer and so these things are proven in the first book Genesis where Cain was angry and he mm-hmm. had hate in his heart towards his brother and jealousy towards his brother because God accepted his offering but he didn't accept Cain's offering and so Cain was rough and he murdered his brother and um the, the name of this, I, I like to name it is um, Lovers and Haters, Givers and Takers And basically what I've seen from scripture is that If you're a hater, you're also a thief you know, If you're a hater, you're a murderer And if you're a murderer, you're a thief Because you took a life that didn't belong to you and Period and God, I notice in the, in the scriptures, in the, in the Bible God told us to love him Love our neighbors, love our enemies Love everything except this world and he said, "He said, if you, if you love this world, and you don't have the Father's love in you, and um, so
0: one thing I love about what you're saying, Trey, you was talking about how that we can't trust our emotions no, or our feelings because the they, evil was always present. Yes, so that flesh, that's what got that did that happened to Cain, correct? Yes, ma'am. he got hate in his heart." It was something going on in him that, that was going on in his flesh. He was warring against hate. He probably wanted to love his brother, yes, but ma'am. because of that, that heart not being filled with hate. Yes, that's why even when Jesus taught, he would talk about, you know, you can't put new wine in old bottles. Yes, and everything was about making sure that you'd clean the inside yes, and not the outside. You know, he, he was saying it's, no, it's not no any good. So that's what happened with cain he he was bringing forth an offering mm. but was the offering from the heart mm. yes, so ma'am. I thought that was just very interesting i love your title you know um what you're saying about you got givers and you got takers yes, ma'am. so which are you i don't know who's listening in but we have so many people that are takers they're not givers yes, because number one the flesh they have not been born again. Mm-mm. If you're born again, God is love. Yes, ma'am. And then that love is in our heart. And then we begin to do the right thing, love the right way. Yes, and it's just amazing how God can change that heart. Yes, ma'am. He said, I give you a new heart. Yes, man. Uh, that's so that's so awesome and I see that as a as a young man now, Jesus wants to save the young and the old yes, ma'am. and it's so much You know the good thing about it is someone may never hear me say God can change you But but see for me. I got saved at an early age, yeah, but you are 22 Yes, ma'am. 22 and you gave your life to Christ. Can you tell us a little bit about that that experience? three years ago um,
1: For people that don't know um, when I was in high school I, I' dealt with a lot of issues I mean I grew up with a lot of issues I grew up with depression not even being aware that I was depressed I grew up in the church but I didn't know God mm-hmm. it's um I knew the culture of church I didn't know the relationship of God oh
0: wow that's good that's
1: good and I was used to the you know going to church on Sunday and then the rest of the days of the week being the days where you do whatever you want to do Mm. not having that actual relationship but actually seeing hypocrisy wow um so and that's another thing too like um we actually have to be uh, Oh, I say those that are in the church have to be genuine about their faith and Mm -hmm. that'll that'll speak volume to those that maybe don't believe or those that maybe came to visit the church and say okay they're genuine Mm -hmm. maybe this thing is real maybe it's the reason or you know not just thinking you know that I can, you know, just do whatever I want to do. And Sunday, I just give, give that one day to God, and then mm. it's back to what I've been doing. Right. So that's, um, be leading by example, letting your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven.
0: Amen. That what, speaks volumes. You know, that's what our pastor talked about on Sunday. Oh, you yeah. You remember the light? I shared it,
1: I shared it.
0: <laughs> yes, that light. <laughs> he said, you, you can't do, you can't, you have, you have to turn the light on. Yes. So definitely. how do you turn the light on by reading the word yes ma'am. by walking the word yes, so we ma'am. turned the light on and and like you were saying um how that some people have go you knew the culture of church yes ma'am. so you knew what you were supposed to do yes ma'am. you you did it you went to church but at, at some point you just was only doing it as a as Tradition. Yes, ma'am. Right. do what you were taught to do. Yeah. Taught to go to church. You are taught to. But you experienced something that made you understand that it was. What moved you from culture to experience?
1: At, you know, I, while I was in high school, it's like me and my mother, we got into a huge argument where I told my mother, I said this. And it, it's pertaining to the culture thing. Mm-hmm. I told my mother, I said, mama, I'm a Christian because you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. This is what I grew up as. That's why, you know, the same way, if if, I, if you were a Muslim, I would have been a Muslim. And I, basically, my argument and my belief, which was an ignorant belief in high school, you know, thinking I know everything, <laughs> you know, I'm just a kid, you know, mm-hmm. is that everybody in the world believed in the same God but in a different way based off culture. That's what I thought.
0: Mm-hmm. And when
1: I picked up the book and read Matthew all the way through, I realized I was so wrong. Wow! I was so wrong yes. and I had to admit that yep. and it changed me and it was funny to me because I was like wow I ran this whole circle in my mind mm-hmm. just to get back to square one where, where I had to answer right there for me the whole time but I never just seeked it
0: wow you know what I love is, is it sounds like your mother has played an important part in your relationship with Christ now Amen. to have someone to live an example before you how did that affect your your, that experience, because even though you said you had your mother walking upright before you, but then you were still kind of living the cultural life. Yes, so you ma'am. didn't make that commitment. So what part does she play in uh, making you to get that commitment so with the Lord? My
1: mother, she, she, she played the mother role the way the mother should be when the when the word power says, um, "Don't forsake the teachings of your mother." Mm-hmm. That is what I did. I, I forsake the teachings of my mother. My mother would always pray for me, warn me ahead of time. it has been times where I'm like, why my mother do everything that I do? <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it, it, to be honest, it was, it was aggravating. Mm-hmm. It was very aggravating. to like, I'm like, okay, I know God is real because God is using her to warn me. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, even inside of me has always been something that, before I did something, to tell me, "Alright, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then I do it and then I suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, I asked for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just... Like, I knew God was real. I didn't know... No, I didn't know whether it was him in the Bible or him in... You know, I was just trying to figure it out myself. Oh, or not. yes,
0: yes. And so,
1: um, I was like, I knew he was real. I knew he was calling me, but I just wanted to have my fun. And I'm like, okay, in my ignorant mind, I'm thinking, I am like, when I get 40 or 50, then I'll I'll serve God. And I'm like, wow. Now that I'm, I see it, now I'm like, wow, what a, a disservice to myself. Like, I'm really... Like, it's really a disservice because you're really missing out on 20, 30 years of greatness, of amazing relationship.
0: Wow. And thank you. As you said, your father was not always in your life. Mm -hmm. How did that affect you?
1: It affected me very, like, even in the faith, it affected me very hard because Mm -hmm. I found myself working, doing more works than faith to try to get the father's attention when he already sees me and know me. I'm doing like I'm like, okay God, I'm doing this, I'm doing that for you. You know, just like how I did with my earthly father. Like mm-hmm. always trying to make excuses for mm-hmm. my earthly father and just do whatever I can to get his attention. You mm-hmm. know? And so I I it took me a while to realise it but that transferred over to the faith. Wow. Where I tried to do whatever I could to oppress my father when I when I just you can never within yourself oppress the father it's it's all about faith and not works amen, and, uh, amen the faith amen. produces the good works it's that's not, right because if it was about works then we would still be under the law. amen so um, true true so, true yeah it's just a matter of being poor in spirit submitting yourself and being humble mm-hmm. and realizing that you need Jesus and to be led by the spirit the Holy Spirit and that's the only way you're going to prosper
0: and that's what that's what transformed you from a taker to a giver yes ma'am it's yeah.
1: Go ahead. When I um, read Matthew for the first time, and um, even make the um, the story more clear, it's been... At that moment, it's, I'm 19. I'm looking around at my peers, and I'm like, okay, we're all doing the same thing, and just getting us nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, like The results are not beautiful. And, um, and I'm depressed. Uh, I haven't cried in two years. And so I sat down and read the book of Matthew all the way through for the first time and it's like I couldn't stop reading
0: wow I
1: couldn't stop reading it. I'm like wow this is wow and it's like I read the bible and for the first time I actually understood it I read the bible before but it just I couldn't understand what it was saying yeah. and so I just read it for the first time and understood what it was saying and I was like wow and when I got to the crucifixion in the book of Matthew it's just like I haven't cried in two years mm. started crying like a baby wow started crying like it's like I just something in me just broke it just Broke, and I was just like, Wow, you did that for me! And it's like, I heard the story, but it's just like when I read it,
0: it's just like it hit my heart so heavy because you experienced the work of the cross right there in those tears. You were experiencing the very work of the cross. You said he's nigh unto those who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He says in his word that he came to carry our griefs and our sorrows. So you actually felt the the work of the cross in that day when you was crying out. Just as Jesus cried out to do the work of his Father. You experienced the work of the Father in your life. And that's what transformed you today. If we just have you in, in the studio today, and I know, of course, this is our, my first podcast, but I wanted to... Started out with someone that was young that can have a voice for our youth to let them to know that there is a God that you can serve God in your youth. Isaiah says to serve God in your youth. Mm -hmm. He said when he looked back at all of the years, I don't know whether you heard him. He said when he looked back at all of the years that when he could have been serving God, he was like, wow, Lord, why did I, why did I waste those years? Now, that's an awesome thing to say. We all can probably say that yes, but because we didn't come to God when we all <laughs> should have. In adult ages, you are serving the Lord. You you said that, you know, you got a mom, your father. You said Jesus taught you even when you were trying to. Well, I like when you said at a point in your life, you were trying to do Jesus like you did your earthly father. Mm. You was trying to see whether we're going to. I always was trying to be just the best son for my earthly father. And I find myself trying to do it with Jesus. Mm. But then something happened where you know that you didn't have to do all that work. Yes, ma'am. All you was had to do was just let God make you and mold you into his yes, image. Ma'am. That's all. And when we release and relinquish ourselves to the working of the Holy Spirit, mm. that's when he changes. You fall more in love with him. Mm. You begin to understand what that gift is all about, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of salvation. Yes, yes at first it's just a commitment. You found out, okay, mm-hmm. I made a commitment today that I want with Christ. Yes, ma'am. But the every day that you want with Him, it becomes a relationship. Yes, ma'am. And it doesn't become a struggle. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeking to serve the Lord today and you're listening in, don't let it be a struggle. Trey is here to remind you, it does not have to be a struggle, correct?
1: It doesn't have to be, It just with this it's like a relationship like how you said it's a relationship it's not about you fighting the enemy on your own but it's actually about you building a relationship with Christ and the more you do that the more stronger you you get so you can resist the enemy and resist the devil and you'll flee the more time you spend it's like we you married because we're as as the body we're, we're as the church we're his bride and you spend time with the, the bridegroom the more you spend time with the bridegroom the better, because it strengthens you.
0: Amen. And amen. You, amen. You don't
1: feed yourself the darkness, but feed yourself the light. The light. The light of every man. Amen. Jesus Christ Himself. And um, one thing we have to realize, when we were in the world, we were we were taking lives, but in this walk, we give ours.
0: Wow. And that's Jesus it.
1: proved that. And we ought to be Christ like Jesus gave His life for us to be saved.
0: Amen. Um,
1: Cain took his brother's life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus said, "No greater love than this than a man." That lays down his life for his friend, and um, I consider friends brothers. I consider amen. friends family, and this um, I like to call fellow Christians blood family, like blood brothers, yes, blood brother sisters, amen, because we amen. are family through the blood of Jesus.
0: Amen. Through family, family. family through the blood of Jesus, and we're connected, and we build each other up. Yes. I don't please. know whether you've listened in closely, but our thought tonight that Trey has brought us was. We can be givers or takers. He talked about the condition of our heart. He talked about how Cain had an evil intention against his brother and he killed his brother. Trey also talked about how that in himself that God changed his life, turned him around, made a about face of repentance. There was a time that he repented before the Lord. And he, gave, he has given his life to Christ and now he is telling young people to be saved, to get saved, walk with the Lord, give God a chance. Mm. That's what we're saying today if you're young and listening in, give God a chance. today. But I am asking you, do you want to give a, be a giver or a taker? Do you want to give your life to Christ so you can give and serve others? Do you want to have an experience above in Christ? We're living in a pandemic. But guess what? Jesus is good through it all. He teaches us in the worst times. So tonight, I want to thank you so much for joining in. And Trey is going to be back with me. And I'm going to have others that are coming in. And we're going to share the word of God. By any means necessary, we want to be a voice for the kingdom of God. So be blessed and thank you so much for joining in.